Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What is up, best ball fanatics? What is up, fantasy football fanatics, dynasty fanatics, dynasty defenders, IDP Army, it's your man Jordan Reigns at 50 Shades of Drunk, and I'm joined with Billy at Hombra Vendor of the Offensive Points Podcast. And today, tonight, wherever you're listening to this, we are going to be just doing a kind of a, a vibe sesh, a Q&A over all your questions about fantasy football. Um, we have been, we've been pumping out the content. We've been staying on top of things. And we are ready to just, you know, commune with you. So hit us with those questions. If you are joining us for the live stream, make sure you hit that uh, that share button, retweet, whatever you want to call it. Get it out there to the people. We're happy to have you. Billy, what's up? What's happening, my guy? Not too much. I'm kind of excited to get in. You know, we've been talking divisions over on Offensive Points. We finished the entire AFC. So if you want to get an entire AFC preview, we have finished the AFC preview over on Offensive Points. It's on the uh, feed, and most of the videos are up on YouTube, but the rest of them will be coming out. And we start the NFC next week. So, I mean, I'm pretty excited, especially because there's a couple defenses this year I'm really, really excited about that have not been necessarily considered the best defenses in the league for a while, and they're back. They're, they're, they're coming back to prominence. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're going to talk, like I said, best ball, dynasty, defense, um, all of it tonight. So get your questions in if you want to. If you're on the space, we have a, a space going as well on Twitter. So if you want to comment a question on that, do that. We'll maybe pull up some stuff from the Discord, etc. But let's go ahead and just kind of start off with IDP stuff. You know, we were going to talk originally. We we're going to talk straight divisions. Um, you know, and, and top units. W- where do you want to go ahead and just kind of start that conversation to lead this off? Well, the first team I want to bring up is a team like um, is what I consider still the best defense in the league, and that's San Francisco 49ers. Um, they lost D'Amico Ryan's last year, so I think everybody's thinking like, "Oh, well, how are they gonna, you know, rebuild?" Well, they hired Steve Wilkes, who's coming over from the Carolina Panthers, and the Carolina Panthers, as everybody should remember, had a pretty darn good defense the last couple of years, and they didn't really, you know, I don't think the San Francisco 49ers are gonna fall off as a whole. Um, as much as people might think, I mean, you're still going to get all these guys at the top, Bosa, Hufanga, Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, Drake Jackson's going to be in the mix this year. And then they drafted this kid named Jair Brown, who I think is a rookie is going to come in and have a major impact this year. And I'm just really, I, I, this is, I think the best defense in football. And I don't think losing D'Amico Ryans is going to be as big of a problem as people might think. I think it's going to be big for him. You're muted, just so you know. Oh, thank you. Um, well, like I was saying, they added Javon Hargrave, which is a huge, mm-hmm. you know, their defensive line unit's already kind of what they're known for. Uh, I think you just mentioned Drake there as well. So they have guys, but getting Hargrave, who is an offensive anchor piece on the interior of that defensive line, I, I just saw a quote yesterday, actually, you uh, from Nick Bosa that said, 
as I, you know, paraphrasing a little, but it basically said, I don't think people realize how good Javon Hargrave is. And as a Steelers fan, like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember when he was on our defensive line and mm-hmm. losing him to Philly was not something I like to see. And he was part of their the run, you know, that made a big difference on that defensive line that had so many sacks this last year. Double-digit sacks for Hargrave. Yeah, so now you throw him on another defensive line that has known closers, known producers, um, that whole unit. I, I really like that. You know, and Fred Warner, we all know that on paper this team looks great, but now we've got some real hitters in the trenches. <clears throat> I like that addition there uh, for Hargraves, and I think that's a good unit overall. Um, so is that like your, you said that's your top unit? That's my top defense uh, going into this year. Just as far as the unit, I think – just having Steve Wilkes there makes me think that the decline's not going to be as much as, say, the Eagles, who I do have at number two. Um, we can get to them in a second if you'd like. But having Steve Wilkes there, I think, levels the playing, like levels the base back off to where it's not going to drop off much from last year. The offense is really going to be the only problem for San Francisco this year, I think. Yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah, I the, I think you're right on the the fact that the defensive unit is definitely cohesive. Kyle Shanahan just has this way of turning any offense into like a unit that kind of does something. So, you know, even last year when things were not going well, great, just like not knowing who the quarterback's going to be. That's that's my only take. Yeah, is well, like, that's I'm, definitely like knowing a very who. today conversation. I saw today right. Twitter was on fucking fire. I mean, I literally just logged on Twitter like an hour ago, and it's like every comment has something to do with Trey Lance, Sam Darnold, or um. Brock, Pur- I mean Brock Purdy's not even yep. really part of the conversation, so I was just like, "Whoa!" Like, not, 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 not. Good thing they have a defensive unit that's going to carry them, <clears> no matter who the exactly. Quarterback is. Well, and they have amazing pieces. So really, whoever steps in, they're still stepping into a very good situation. It's just if it's Trey Lance again, it's just such like a unknown quantity. So that the rest of those pieces, you just really don't know what you're going to get. But if it's Brock Purdy, if it, I mean. Sad as it is to say, if it's Sam Darnold, I feel a little bit better about at least the floor of it. Uh, the ceiling might be higher with Lance, but just with the floor of everything, the offense is just sketchy to me. All right, all right. So your second defensive unit for you is the Eagles. That what you, you just said? Yes. All right. Yes. So, uh, so they through that. So they have a new defensive coordinator there. They lost Jonathan Gannon to the Arizona Cardinals, who woof. That team's probably going to be one of the worst defenses this year, so uh, won't be needing to talk about them a whole lot. That Arizona team is going to be quite rough. Um, but they bring in Sean Desai, who uh, was with the Seahawks last year. He was an associate head coach and helped with the defense. Um, 2021, he was with the Bears, and he comes from like a safety background, actually, which I th- thought was kind of interesting um, because Jonathan Gannon was – heavy with uh, Hassan Reddick was really big on getting the defensive ends going. So it's interesting that they brought in somebody who is a like defensive back specialist um, into this defense. So, I mean, it's not going to hurt the guys at the top, like Reddick, Brandon Graham, I think is still going to be fine. Um, I'm more interested in these new guys like Nicobe Dean, Nolan Smith, Jalen Carter is going to get a chance on that, on the defense as well. And uh, potentially Sidney Brown, who they drafted, uh, who we saw at the Senior Bowl. Very interesting that, like, he's a safety, getting with a safety-minded uh, defensive coordinator. I don't know. I, there might be something there as far as, like, somebody who you could target in a draft that maybe could, you know, boost up your team. 
where he's probably going to be free. You're not even going to have to pay for him that much. But the fact that, I don't know, you just kind of like connect the the dots, the strings between who all like safeties coach, the draft of the safety. Sidney Brown was really good at the senior bowl. We liked him a whole lot. And I don't know. It, it could lead to some interesting uh, pieces for this defense. But Sidney Brown's definitely one of them I was thinking of. All right. All right. Sidney Brown. Um Interesting player there. I, I I would be a little worried about Carter just because we saw what they did with uh, Jalen or Jordan Davis last year yeah. and Kobe Dean. This is a team that kind of historically has been – they draft their guys, you know, they get their guys early, but they're a little hesitant necessarily to put them out there in a full-time role. I think Jordan Davis, who went top 20 last year, uh, just – all you know, free balling here. I can't exactly remember. I think he only played like three or four hundred snaps all last season. And that was their first round pick, and they made the Super Bowl. So they're not they're not afraid of playing slow playing their rookies. Uh, Baltimore same way, but that could kind of be one of these things where it catches you by surprise with a Sidney Brown, and that's definitely a good piece that you bring to the table there. Where it's like you have a safety coach who drafts a safety. The team needs a safety. Maybe he's the exception to the rule. So I like that uh, that that pick there. And as far as the overall unit, I mean, we know they're good um, because they can close. You know, it really comes down to the fact that Hassan Reddick can finish his sacks. You know what I mean? Like he's one of these rare guys that's just like the auxiliary metrics are they're they're fine, but the main the metrics that matter, like the getting home, he does that. You know what I mean? So they were. He was one of the best picks, uh, pickups I thought for them this last offseason, uh, getting him from Carolina. So, um, I don't for really sure. have any more well, comments on that unit, really. Well, no, it's just with, with Hargrave leaving, it just leaves a wide open hole for either Jordan Davis or Jalen Carter to fill it. Now, is it going to happen? Are they as talented as Javon Hargrave? Probably not yet, but the opportunity has presented itself where one of those guys could potentially be like an eight sack guy, which is a usable piece, especially a defensive tackle where you don't, you know, have a huge need or like a huge boom of players. Like it could lead to them being um, better. It could lead to somebody else being better too, but there's a chance. All right. All right. Who is your next unit? All right, number three, I have the New York Jets with Robert Sala. Really? They had, a, they had a really good defense last year, and the only reason that they're, I think, better this year, I mean, I'll name off the pieces, Quentin Williams, Quincy Williams, C.J. Mosley had a really good season last year. Jonathan yeah. Franklin Myers was okay. Carl Lawson had a pretty decent season. I wouldn't say it was great, but coming over from Cincy, he wasn't a bad piece last season. They did lose Chuck Clark to an ACL injury. That's kind of a tough beat. Um, I think they would have been better with Chuck Clark than without Chuck Clark, but you know, they brought in Adrian Amos. We'll see what that can lead to. I just think this, this defense is going to be better because the offense is going to be better. They're going to be less relied on to save games, which I think actually might help them in better situations and like better field position. Like, I just think it'll be better for them um, with now that the defense is better. And I think it'll lead to more stats for them, at least the big boom metrics. Not as no, I, I completely, I completely agree with you. I mean, we saw sauce do it last year you know, basically kind of single-handedly, uh, he and Quinn and Williams, you know, 
being the only real true playmakers on that team. Like you said, there are a bunch of other guys who are pretty good, but this could be the year that they all really kind of pull together. Um, With Aaron Rodgers there as that leader, everybody kind of aware of what's, you know, I think those guys are aware of what's kind of happening there. I remember when the Chiefs were in this situation a couple of years ago where it was like, you know, the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs have always been kind of good, but it was like you kind of get that feeling, you know, same thing with the Bengals where it's like if we keep cooking at the right temperature, we can keep cooking this for a minute. But we'd also right. know like right now it, it's cooking right now. So we got some things to do. So I like, um, you know, I like that, that pick there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not, you know, C.J. Mosley almost had 100 solo tackles by himself last season. Like, that mm-hmm. that kind of thing, I think, is repeatable in this kind of an offense. And Robert Sala puts these guys in really good positions to make big plays. And now that they have a defense that isn't Zach Wilson going to get him back on the field right away, they're even going to get more rest. So they're going to be more prepared to yeah. uh, face. And they added offense. a first-round pass rusher, right? So mm-hmm. they got, you know, they yeah. have a first round pass rusher. What is it? Jer- Jermaine Johnson. Is that who it is? That's also there. That was, that was last year. They drafted him. Um, so he's also there. So these guys, Will, Will McDonald, Will, Will McDonald, McDonald was that was the guy the first they round. Drafted. So they're basically, I mean, really they're just a pass rusher away from having a really like, like, I mean, and you're kind of projecting them to already be that. So I like that pick there. I like that as a third overall unit, maybe it caught me a little off guard, but I can definitely, reconciled they're gonna have a tough division to play in though man like that's the thing is like you gotta play against belichick who he's gonna hold you know he's gonna do some stuff to you he's gonna make that game a hellhole for everybody involved um you know then you gotta play miami where you know you know they're gonna get scored on a little bit um boat race kind of situation i don't know how they're gonna respond if they start getting frustrated you know what i mean because again it's a very young team so it'll be interesting to watch how they all kind of jive meld together um, and if they can come back from some of those adverse situations or just keep the team in a situation where they're never in that situation. Now, if yeah. they have a quarterback who's not just going to hand the ball over every other drive, they know that they're going to go back out way too early and probably way too close to their own red zone. Those problems aren't problems anymore. So they can just go out and uh, really get after it. So I like that pick there. That Yeah, this is this is one of my teams that I think – and they had a pretty solid defense last year. I know, you know, we kind of – cross against playing team defenses but in leagues that you played team defenses in the jets were not a bad pick to have i think they were around like mm. the eighth range but this year i think they could be potentially in the top five i don't nice, know nice. we'll see All we'll right. see loving it loving it. all right Make this next y'all... one this next one might trigger you so just get ready for it Oh, I love being triggered. Um, make sure y'all are subscribed to the channel if you're listening to the podcast. Make sure if you're listening to the podcast or if you're listening on the channel, you subscribe to the podcast. Hit us with a super thanks. Hit us with a thumbs up. Hit us with a podcast review. We would love that. Appreciate that. And get your questions in. Even if you're catching on to this, you know, after we we post it, go down in the comments, leave a question. We will respond to you. We will help you win your fantasy leagues. Also, go check out the Discord. Also, follow us on Twitter. Etc. 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 All right, continue. Where are we at? All right. I don't know if you're ready for this one or not. Well, I guess we'll see. Um, number four, I have the Miami Dolphins. I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. Good. I, I, I'm appreciating that we're starting in that kind of a spot. So, all right. So the Miami Dolphins bring in Vic Fangio, which I mean, we've seen what he's done in the past with defenses. Mm-hmm. And he is he is just very good at getting the most out of 
each player on the team. Um, we're starting at the top with our top acquisition, which was David Long. I think this is if you're looking for somebody to target potentially for trades out there and you're an IDP league, David Long is somebody that you're going to want now because you're not going to get him by week four. I nope. seriously doubt it. I think he, this defense is going to be that good to where he is going to be the prime uh, beneficiary of it. But they've also got Bradley Chubb, who didn't necessarily have the, the year that we thought he was going to have when he got traded there last season. But this year, a little better opportunity. Vic Fangio, you know, usually likes to put guys like this in a better situation. It It's not somebody I would be targeting, but he is like somebody that you might be able to trust, at least as a streamer. Um, they also yeah, got Von Holland, Christian Wilkins, uh, Jerome Baker, who might lose his job, but we'll get to that. And Jalen Phillips, who was really massive for them last year. The thing is, is their stats last year were all pretty good, but this year they're going to be much, much better because the schemes are going to be better. It's going, They have a coach that can analyze these players and find out how to put them in the best situation. So I think by having him there, you're going to be better um, with each of these guys on the defense. Um, Agreed. What, what do you think about that? Everyone you named off there, good, good names to kind of know. I think you're right where it's like they brought in David Long to be that more traditional linebacker that David Long uh, or that, that Jerome Baker is not, you know. So David Long is probably going to usurp him. I could see him being more of a, you know, 70, 80 percent snap guy. Jerome Baker being used a little more as a pass rusher, which he's good at. You know, they kind of use him as that a little bit last year. I think when he was it last year or two years ago, I think he had like six or seven sacks, you know, as an off ball yeah. linebacker. So that's pretty high. Um, and like you said, too, where it's that second year defenses when they kind of bring all these guys together. And they're like, this is what we want to do. You know, they're going to go out there and they're going to execute to the best of their ability. But that's only going to get better as they have more time to play with each other, communicate with each other, and learn more about the scheme, the coaches, etc. So now that they've brought all those pieces together, and this, like you said, I mean, the, you know, kind of the opposite of the Jets. This is not a young defense. This is a very mm-hmm. well-seasoned defense. You know what I mean? Like Jalen Carter uh, – or not Jalen Carter, Jalen Phillips. But don't they have another edge rusher that drafted last year off the edge? That was a little bit of a. Um, they have Channing Tindall that they drafted last year. Wasn't there and... another guy from Miami they drafted though? They drafted like two two years in a row. I thought. Um, I mean, they have Zach Siler and they have Emmanuel Agba, as well. All right. Well, I knew Emmanuel Agba was coming back. He got injured last year. I thought they drafted another edge rusher, but I guess it's just Jalen Phillips. Um, who else? They have Andrew Van Ginkle is there. They, you mm-hmm. know, Kyle Van Noy's gone. So some more of those guys are going to step up into that position. So there's there's a lot going on there. And I think, like you said, the the fact they're all kind of – they have a, a veteran head coach. None yep. of these players are young except for Jalen Carter – or not Jalen Carter, Jalen Phillips. I yep. say that again. And even their, even their back-end guys are a little bit older. You know, their, their corners are veteran guys. Um, so well, they, uh, they brought in Jalen Ramsey uh, from the Rams exactly. and traded for him. And then they have Xavier Howard, obviously, who is so they're in and... win now. They're in win this year mode. You know what I mean? So thousand percent. There's a you know, they, they just kind of added. They just gently, you know, seasoned what was already there. Um, and they're, they're running it back and they're in a tough, tough division. But I, I like that pick a lot. And I like it, too, because they're another one of those teams where kind of like the Jets. They don't have that flashy edge rusher. They do have Bradley Chubb all for what, you know, he's a name. But Emmanuel Ogba, you know, <laughs> right. he was a little banged up last year. And Jalen Phillips, or, you know, Jalen Phillips, you know, he's a PFF hero, but what's he really done on the field? 
So yeah. they're kind of missing that edge rusher, but they're, they've got guys that can rotate in and make some plays. So we'll see how they do this year. I'm, I'm, I, I like that pick. I just think for this year, like – the offense and like taking it to the offensive side, the offense isn't going to have to score 45 points. They're only going to have to score like 24 to win a game. And I think that that is going to be a huge boost for Tua. I mean, fantasy points wise might kind of suck, but I think for the overall team, it's going to be much easier on their mindset that they're not going to have to win a game 45 to 41. They can win a game 24 to 20. Like that would be fantastic. And I think that's what, they brought in these guys to do to make it a little bit easier on the offense. So that it doesn't have to be this, you know, running gun show like it was last season. That sounds like a nightmare to me as a fantasy manager. I don't want no, it, 20, it is, but game, whatever. I, I mean, I don't either, but the thing is, is like Mike McDaniel wants to just win. He doesn't necessarily want to run up the score, but I think he would be much better if it was 45 to 20 than 45 to 21. They don't have the run. They don't have the running backs to even if they get up. They don't have the running backs to run a game out. Sorry. Well, we we he they have not gotten him yet. He he's on his way. He's, he's who is it? Yet. Tell me. What's the insider Cook. scoop? It's gonna be Ooh. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin. Cook. Okay. That seems to so be the. Uh, there's this big answer. rumor going on right now that D Hop and Dalvin Cook are going to the Patriots, and I'm just here to break all these Bostonians fans' hearts. They're not going to – maybe one of them, they're not both going there. Like, I, if Dalvin Cook went there, what a nightmare. But if, if either of them go there, it's a nightmare. Well, it's a it's a it's more of a nightmare for the running back because they don't necessarily need him. But at the same time, don't really need D-Hop either. But whatever. I don't really – the Patriots are a whole other animal. They, I want nothing right. to do with them. I mean, they're just a terrible team. I mean, right now they're just a terrible team. And it just they are. They have a good defense. They're on my outside looking in for the top five, but who cares? They don't have good offense. No, who cares? Means nothing. Other than Ramondre, Ramondre doesn't mean anything. That, that that great defense is gonna get them last in their division. For, that that is for sure gonna happen. We were talking about that. Like this is a team that might only win like five games. Sadly, I mean They're not so sadly bad. for us, but. Uh, it's going to be a rough stretch, and I don't think Juju Smith-Schuster is probably their best offensive player. So him or Ramondre, yeah, yeah, you know, that's, you, that's exactly. Not looking great. Nope, definitely not. Um, I don't know why Bill okay. Belichick even like what is what I can't imagine like what kind of what do you feel as a coach knowing that your team sucks. Knowing that you're not going to win, like, is he just like convincing himself, like, I'm turning these guys into better men? Like, is he like transitioned yes. to like grandpa mode? He, he just, thinks like, he can't he's give like up the Miami range. Heat, where you could just bring in whoever and he's going to make him into a championship run team. And ah, not really been that way. They lost Brady, and it's no, it's not they can't. Not I mean, they close. fucked up their quarterback. I mean, Mac Jones sucks. It's about time we start having that conversation. Well, we've had been having that conversation, but it's about time that everybody starts like recognizing because right now, I mean, we're having the Kyler Murray thing of like, blame the coordinator, blame the like blank, blame the not having this, blame not that. just like, suck. That's where we're at right now. Uh, you know who's better Mike than Jones both of them? Situation. You know who I think all the, I mean, years later, who's better than both of them right now? I think Baker Mayfield's oh a better quarterback than Kyler Murray and Mac Jones right now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. I think he's going to have a pretty good season this year, too. 
Wow. I, I hope so. I mean, for my sake, that would be awesome. I actually have the Baker Tampa Bay jersey. I just I can't quit him, man. Just can't quit well, him. Well, I was looking at something yesterday. I was just like looking at his uh his um like quarterback touchdown percentage, and it's like really high for every year of his career, except last year, where he was with I mean those fucking goons in Carolina and, and then he went to the Rams. Yeah, and the Rams. And, so yeah. I mean, like, but besides that year, his touchdown percentage was pretty high. He was on run first team, so his yardage was pretty low, but like his interceptions weren't bad. They just didn't really win any games. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Games, but I almost have yeah. a hard time really stacking that on him when I look at the competitor he is and the way they like. I don't know. He just when I what you saw last year when he went to the Rams and he threw that game winning touchdown. I was like, he can he he didn't even play for this team. You know what I mean? And he just did that. Yeah. Like, there's a lot more to Baker Mayfield than I think people really want to give him credit for. And when you look at his passing attempts, too, like I was looking at his passes, like this guy doesn't even get a chance to throw the ball. I was like, they're holding him down like, you know, 20 some odd passing attempts a game. I was like, that's not ever going to do any. Like, nobody's ever really going to be capable of succeeding in that kind of system unless they're Lamar Jackson and they're throwing 80 yard bombs. You know what I mean? And that's how we get to where we're at with him, too. You know, so I was just like, all right, we have him going to Tampa Bay. He's got a really good wide receiver core, better than the Jarvis Landry OBJ jerk-off show that everyone tried to make me think was good. Okay, he's got a he's got that. We got a young running back, and he's got a off he's got a coach that is you know Bruce Arians is basically puppet mastering in the background. They're gonna air it out, and you know what? Baker's the kind of guy too that just like he's not gonna he knows where he's at with his career. He's gonna chuck that ball to Mike Evans. It's gonna be like it's gonna be. Here's a bold prediction for you. It's going to be kind of like the last Drew Brees season where Drew Brees knew exactly what to do to be successful. Throw it to Michael Thomas. I can see Baker Mayfield catching on early and being like, you know what? Mike Evans is out there. That's where the fucking ball's going. Like, it's pretty much that simple because that's going to make me look really good. <laughs> and if we can rack his numbers right. up and he's on the – I mean, he's starting to be in those conversations. You see him. If I can be a part of the racking the Mike Evans conversation up, that brings Baker Mayfield's quote up a little bit. And their division's trash. They don't even have to win the division. It's going to be a positive. They can even finish second, which is totally doable, I think. So, yeah, I, I don't know really how I got on that. We got on that because of quarterbacks. You know what I mean? It's like I'm, I'm happy that we got on a Baker Mayfield tangent. It was you that did it, and not me, because <laughs> people are probably sick of well, me. Well, it's it, so. I, I'm, I'm happy that like, you hey, finally. Hey, 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 hey. I'm happy you're finally open to the idea that maybe Kyler Murray isn't one of the best quarterbacks in football. And so I thought, you know, maybe I could bring in a Baker Mayfield redemption story and I could sparkle a fire under you. You know, maybe we get on the same side. I mean, I'm happy about that. I personally have moved on to Jalen Hurts because he's the Oklahoma quarterback. Well, he's a goat. The best right There's now. no conversation to be had so, about him. He's a goat. Right. So I've already – I've moved on to – past the two other bad Oklahoma quarterbacks, and now we're on, you know. Well, I'm just saying, next... I think the jury went out a little. I mean, again, remember where Baker Mayfield went, the Browns. Like, he was doomed from the beginning. Like, it was never going to be I mean, good. 
I he know was still damn good for them for a sec. He won a playoff game for them. 2021, and they should have won. In 2021, they also should have beaten the Chiefs in that game. Yes. And then Fucking... he goes out on like two days of notice, and he wins it. Was that Monday Night Football he won a game for the mm-hmm. Rams? The Rams were shit yeah. last year. FYI, I don't know if anybody knows that. Like, Baker Mayfield went on the field and was the best player for the Rams after they came off a Super Bowl. Like, just re- re- think about that for a second. Aaron Donald didn't win no fucking game for nobody. That was Baker fucking Mayfield, motherfuckers, straight up. Ooh, I'll still go back. Here I am. Dude, here I'll are. still go back to the year that they did go to the playoffs when Baker Mayfield – or no, this was the last year before uh, they cut him loose. He went head-to-head with Justin Herbert, touchdown for touchdown, and at the end of that game – to get Baker Mayfield back on the field, Miles Garrett in this vaunted defense allowed Austin Eckler to run in the end zone so they could have the ball back with enough time left. Like that—that that is what literally happened in that game. And people are like, "Wow, Baker Mayfield was a problem. Defense I'm is fine." Telling you, and it's like, no, they were just a really just—they were just letting them score at will so they could have the ball back. But are we whatever. starting the That's- Baker Mayfield? Are we starting the Baker Mayfield comeback tour? Is that what just started? Is this our first I'm- show? I've been ready for this my entire life. Um, (laughs) Well, you've got somebody who will vocally scream it out anywhere and everywhere I can now. Kind of runs on Jared Goff last year like this. I was on Andy Dalton the year before, but, you know, whatever. I I remember. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. What can I say? Hilarious year there. Um, All right. (laughs) Let's move on to number five um, because this is a team you know very well. Number five, which a lot of people don't have at number five, but I do, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I don't know how you can be against them being in the top five. Like, yeah, they were injured last year. Like, I, I and TJ Watt was the major person that was injured last season, but as a whole, they were all banged up. So, like, the fact that people are already like pushing them down the list to put like the Cowboys ahead of them, I'm sorry, no, it's still the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have TJ Watt. They brought in Cole Holcomb from the from the Washington Commanders. They brought in Landon Roberts, which is very underrated. He was huge for Dolphins last season, had the most tackles on the team. They still have Minka Fitzpatrick. They have what Alex Highsmith put together last season, which was a double digit tack or a double digit sack season. Beast so mode. like, so like, what what are we doing? Like, what are and what, they what, added what a playmaking cornerback in Patrick Peterson. Might not be a, yeah. a, a I know someone who can really cover, but he can still make plays. And that's what mm-hmm. kind of defense we have in Pittsburgh. We have a playmaking defense. We don't have a stop people from driving down the field. We have a we're going to take the ball away from you while you're driving down the field kind of defense. And Patrick Peterson fits in j- perfectly with that. Same thing with Minka Fitzpatrick. We got rid of uh, yep. Terrell Edmonds as well, who is just kind of mm-hmm. a eh, meh kind of guy. I think we have Dom- KZ right now as one of our safeties. Yep, and- yep. he is so, the safety. So- they're, they're really embracing this whole disruptive on the front end, disruptive on the back end. Again, I love bringing Patrick Peterson because, I mean, people forget how, I mean, Kirk Cousins and the boys, they beat the Bills last year. How? Because Cousins kept them in that game. And then what happened? Patrick Peterson, old-ass Patrick Peterson, is a playmaking cornerback, and he took the ball right out of the fucking Bills' hands as they were driving down. That kind of shit on the Steelers, who already played close games, it's crazy to think that the Steelers, in a division with the Bengals, they got a shot mm-hmm. all the time. And like you said, they're not really – and that's off of the defense right now. So I like that you put them in there. I will say – and it goes on notice too. I mean, we lost – um, who was the cornerback that we lost to the Bengals like two years ago? Was it Will um, 
oh, I forget who it was. He had all those sacks a couple of years ago. Anyway, we lost like our nickel corner to the Bengals, and then we also lost um, to it. Remember, like he just yeah. up and retired last year, just out of nowhere. And then we had Devin Bush be a bust, and still somehow this defense is has held its own during some pretty dark days the last couple of years. Even having a defensive sure. player of the year robbed at least once, probably twice, but he got one. So um, I appreciate the shout there. I wish we did. Well, they have brought in up. two rookies. They have uh, Keanu Benton who's the new nose tackle for them. Yeah, and then Porter, starter. right? And then, yeah, Joey Porter Jr. was drafted in the second round, which Again, was a first-round talent. The first-round talent, he got drafted in the second round. So he's going to be starting right away, and he's going to be a major part of that defense. So pretty excited for this defense, and I, I guess people are just overlooking him because whatever. It's easy to overlook the Steelers. We, we're not fancy right now. We're not cool. You know, we're no, uh, we're no so. Cowboys. That's for dang sure. Well, I mean, the problem is the offense. The offense got to get going. Once the offense gets going, then people remember how good the defense is. So that's just the way it is there. Um, no, all right. I just have the three that I want to like the outside looking in of the top five. Just I'll go through them quickly. We don't have to like break down each one. Um, the Cowboys are number six for me. Mark, Micah Parsons, Donovan Wilson, Leighton Vander Esch, Demarcus Lawrence, Damone Clark, maybe. Uh, might be DeMarvion Overshone. I'm not sure. One of those will be there. Uh, also, the Patriots and the Giants are the other two that I think are just in the realm of potentially being one of those top teams. Patriots have Judon, Duggar, Uche, Bentley, Jonathan Jones, Jelani Tavai, who they brought in from Detroit, um, who was there with Matt Patricia. So maybe, you know, might be able to get him on the field and get finally relevant. He was drafted in the second round like three years ago, and everybody was taking him – decently in their drafts gosh you never really yeah and not really uh ever working out and then the giants brought in bobby ogrecki who i think is going to be massive for them because a linebacker was a gaping hole aziz ojulari leonard williams Kayvon thibodeau dexter lawrence you know the crew um they should be solid as well and i think that with that team that team is literally trying to beat you by one point and the defense has to be on point for that to work so I don't think they're going to have much drop off, even though they lost a couple of key players. Um, Julian Love, I don't think, is there anymore. Uh, and somebody else left as well. But yeah, they lost Julian Love. They lost, like, like you said, like all their linebackers. Um, Thibodeau should be picking up, though, and Ojo Lori should be picking up quite a bit of the slack. And then Dexter Lawrence has been popping off, too. So I think, yeah, I think that's a good, that's a good group there. I, um, the team I've been kind of, Paying a little attention to defensively, I mean, I guess Jacksonville's one that I kind of like a lot. Um, yeah, they don't really have any true like superstars right now, like they did a few years ago. But they've been kind of building some guys up. Um, their quarterbacks are better than a little better than average. It helps that their you know divisions. I mean, Rayshon Jenkins guy. had a season of all ages last year. Yeah, but exactly. Um, and they've got some wily veterans like Ola Kuhn and Jenkins at these spots, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, veterans being like 28, 29, like where you're still going to get some big plays out of these guys the next couple of seasons. So I really like them. Um, and, you know, if Trevor Lawrence can really kind of man up and lead that team, you could see even more kind of from both sides of the ball. So. I like them a lot. They're one team or one defensive. You unit want to hear one of our hot takes? Is well, I want to quickly the... just say also, I think oh, the yeah. Bengals defensive unit is still really, really good. I think Atlanta's defensive unit is sneaky 
on the back end. Front end is still dog shit. Back end, I think, could be interesting, especially since the quarterbacks in their division, again, are Baker Mayfield and Derek Carr and some Bud Bryce Young or whatever. Yeah, Yeah, whichever one that guy. So they're interesting. And I think the Chiefs defense is finally actually good. I know they won a Super Bowl like two or three years ago because the defense, blah, blah, blah. But, like, that wasn't really – like, their defense was just okay. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. Frank Clark – and, like, that is – Frank Clark not being re-signed should tell you everything you need to know. Like, we way overpaid him. Like, we won in spite of Frank Clark, not because of Frank Clark. Um, But we've added some linebackers. You know, Willie Gay, we've added some corners. We got Fenton. We got Legereus Sneed. I know we we walked away from um, Thornhill and Tyron Matthew, but – uh, you know, we have some other safeties coming in. Justin Reed came in. So I think the Chiefs defense, and part of that too is that they're just putting really good situations a lot of the time to, you know, be good players. But they actually have been adding good players. Two first-round edge players the last two seasons. We still have Chris Jones, and then they've hit on their corners recently. So See, Josh thinks that uh, Willie Gay is going to get benched for Drew Tranquil. What What are your thoughts about that potential? I could see it, honestly. Um, I don't know if I would. Willie Gay didn't have a bad year. Um, no, last he year, didn't. But Drew Tranquil, I could be Drew better. I mean, dog though. Drew Tranquil next the... to Nick Bolton is better than Willie Gay next to Nick Bolton. I'm just be honest. Yeah, in my opinion. Okay. I think uh, Willie you know, Gay will still play a lot. You know, he might. He he'll see his snaps get pulled back. I bet. Okay, that's fair. I know. I agree with Josh. It's a pretty rare situation. Yeah, I was about to say this is. Uh, we'll make. But I mean, I thought this. that too, and it's just because Drew Tranquil has been undervalued the last couple of years. Yeah. Everybody well, he's been with the Chargers and that yeah. hot ass mess of a team. Yeah, and everybody only has eyes for the you know the the names there. They only had eyes for Khalil Mack, who did nothing. Joey Bosa, who really didn't do anything. Uh, Brandon Staley, who's done nothing. Um, Derwin James, yeah. who's done some stuff, uh, good for you know, pretty much the only guy there. But I mean, anybody else he that picked team, up Travis Kelsey, <laughs> that was yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, so we have Drew Tranquil on the Chiefs now. That was, a, I like that you brought him up. I kind of left him out of that group. I like that a lot, yeah, like that a lot. Okay, well, I just have one more hot take that I want to get out there. When you mentioned Jacksonville, we thought potentially. Jacksonville might have the chance to be the best offense in the league this year. What are your thoughts about that? Can you repeat that one more time? We think the Jacksonville Jaguars, we weren't all sold on it. We were just kind of pitching it around. But we all we mm-hmm. all thought maybe the highest scoring team in the league this year could be the Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, I'm going to tell you exactly the first thought that came to my mind when you said that. This reminds me of how people were talking about the Atlanta Falcons to be a dark horse, good offense. Was it two years ago when they drafted Kyle Pitts and they had I don't Not know who best was in the league though. Was somebody no, actually people were talking that? like they were. Well, either way, Jacksonville best offense in the league. Are you kidding me? How are they okay? That would mean they would have to be better than highest the, scoring, highest scoring, like which is different than best. I just don't see it. I mean, how many how many touchdowns do you think Trevor Lawrence would have to have for that to be a thing? Like he would have to basically have like 36 passing touchdowns. Yeah, pretty much. And, but that mean like he might need more than that. And then that's just him, you know, they're running backs. I mean, I don't know if ETN can hit double digits. I don't know if tank Bigsby Bigsby might be able to hit double digits, but I mean, I need 20 rushing quarter running backs, uh, you know, touchdowns too. So I need at least like 55 touchdowns and, 
and you need a playmaking defense if you're going to score like that. So I need Rayshon Jenkins to take a pick six back. I need Jalen Jalen Ramsey's not on that team. I would I would put more money on the um, Miami Dolphins than them, just because I don't think their defense can score. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. The the Jacksonville Jaguars defense because if you're going to have the highest scoring team, you have to have a defense that can take get some turnovers and take it down the field. Um, you know, a la Sam Hubbard rushing for what do you do like 99 yards with his big ass. Um, Rayshon Jenkins had a big touchdown last year. So last year, uh, Chandler Jones, Chandler Jones had 10. a touchdown last year. I mean, your defense has to have takeaways and actually be able to move the ball and like kind of pick up some, you know, along with your defense being good. That's why I think the Chiefs would be another team I think might be better too, just because of the situations. So uh, I think that's so a la- super hot take. All oh, that's all along. So they were saying. they were tenth last year, Jacksonville in scoring. Um, it took Chiefs were the highest last year, forty one. Passing touchdowns, 18 rushing touchdowns, which led to like 496 points. Eagles were right behind them at 477. I I still think it could happen. I just I think if Trevor Lawrence makes a move up, like makes the next step up, theoretically he should be in the 35 touchdown range. He was could at, be. But he that's, was at 25 last year. I also have a how many do you have last year? 25. So this will be 10 more this year. I'm That's also a little bit late. hesitant with Calvin Ridley just because it's multiple years well, since that is true. season. And so, like, if, you know, if, like, Calvin Ridley was on his second year with the team, then I would be much more into that. But I just don't know. Like, when I think about the Jacksonville Jaguars, I just kind of assume that, I mean, you want my honest opinion? I think Calvin Ridley's basically going to do what, like, Marvin Jones did last year. That's how I just kind of assume right now. I'm like, he's going to just be – a guy there, you know what I mean? Like until I see that he's going to be the alpha and there, he is in good shape and you know, that they do have a connection, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not going to put that on him. You know what I mean? Like I have, I have a hard time doing that. Now I'm, I'm fine being wrong though. And I probably will be wrong. It wouldn't shock. It also same side of that. It wouldn't shock me if he had like 1200 yards and I have no Calvin Ridley because I'm an idiot because I mean, that's just my life. Um, you know, just like I don't have any power locket. I just I'll just see what happens. So two years ago, Dallas Cowboys had the highest scoring offense in the league. They had 530 points, it was 40 passing touchdowns, 15 rushing touchdowns, but they also had nine return touchdowns, which I don't think should count, but whatever. There you go. All right. So we got a question in the chat from Richie. Appreciate sure. it, Richie. He says, rookie IDP question. How do you guys feel about Derek Hall, Will McDonald, and Isaiah Foskey? Anyone worth rostering? I think that um, McDonald and Foskey are both worth rostering right now. I don't know. I don't have a strong take on Derek Hall. I've been asked about him a couple of times. For me, it's a little bit more just I know the situation in, in New Orleans requires that they have a pass rusher on the field. Uh, and they don't really have anybody right now to do that. So I think that Isaiah Foskey could get, you know, meaningful role right out the gates. And then Will McDonald, similar situation where I know that they kind of need help there. They drafted him. He has a first-round pedigree. Uh, so I think they're both potentially worth rostering. I'm not going to count on them as ones. Um, I think uh, back-end two is a hopeful projection for them. Um, but, you know, there's a range of outcomes that could go really great for them, you know, so we'll see. Sure. Um, as far as Derek Hall's goes, I don't, I don't know if he's going to start. That that would be my only problem because I think it's Nwusu, Nwusu. 
front. Yeah, Uchina Nuoso, whatever. I don't know how to say the name. Uh, There you go. He is in front of him right now. I don't know if he gets on the field, but if he does, I mean, that would be major for them, for him. So, I don't know. Seattle's got a sneaky good defense, too, this year, by the way. Didn't really mention them, but the I love yeah, the name. Good offense too. Yeah, well, Kenneth Walker about it. to blow it up. I do like Kenneth Walker. He's gonna but be the next. Uh, I think it's gonna. Didn't be I, I just traded for him from Joe, didn't I? In that one league, I made a couple yeah, of big trades with Joe in that league recently. I feel like that backfield's gonna be a little bit more split than you think, but you know, we'll see what happens. So be it. I don't give a fuck. I won. I won the league with Brian Robinson last year. Let's go, baby. Yeah. Rob, Devin Singletary, my dogs. What up? Why well, can't Walker to the stable? That's fair. That's fair. It is what it is. Um, speaking of which, come get J.K. Dobbins, my guy. He's available. <laughs> I don't want him at all. Listen, if by the way, Mark Andrews back in that league, you're gonna have to take J.K. Dobbins with him. That's how this goes down. Well, I, you know, I'm good now. I don't need, don't need anything. Um, I, my roster is right where it needs to be in that. Oh, league. Oh yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. okay, I only got yeah. the people I wanted. Traded. I did the f them picks strategy like everybody else does. We'll see if it pans out. That's a play. All right. Well, quickly, I'll tell you all in this league we're talking about. I did a trade last night with Josh. You know, offensive points. So I traded him Lamar Jackson in a league he desperately needs a quarterback in. Um, and he had Aaron Rodgers, but I mean Aaron Rodgers maybe a year or two, and it's dynasty. And he desperately, like, he needs a quarterback. He doesn't, like, he literally doesn't have one except for Aaron Rodgers. So he sent me a trade offer, and I sent him something back, kind of goofy, just kind of, you know, getting the banter. You know, it's like badminton. It's back and forth. Um, and he sent me something back with Aaron Rodgers. So I would send him Lamar Jackson, and he would send me – or it was Lamar Jackson in a second, right? Nope, just Lamar. No, he, I just sent him Lamar Jackson, and he sent me Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. Denzel Mims, and a second. Nope. C.J. Stroud. Oh, I got C.J. Sure. Stroud? I'm pretty positive that was the trade. It was Aaron Rodgers, C.J. Stroud, and like a third mm. for just I Lamar got Denzel Jackson. Mims, bro. I'm not Denzel Mims. I got uh, Marvin Mims. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was Marvin Mims. Yeah, I so where I, I feel like I came out pretty good in that trade. Um, he tra- tried to trade me C.J. Stroud. That's what it was. <clears throat> well, he tried to trade me C.J. Stroud, too, and I was like, I don't want C.J. Stroud. But That's they sent me back Marvin at. Mims, and I need wide receivers in that league. So I sent off Lamar Jackson. It's one quarterback league, too, so I don't really need Lamar Jackson as my quarterback, too, behind Josh Allen. Um, I was glad to get Aaron Rodgers. You know, hopefully, knock on wood, you know, nothing happens to Josh Allen, but I'm I'm happy to have – um, Aaron Rodgers in the backup second. In that yeah. yeah, that's a good call. And I have Nicole Hardman in that league too, so I got that sneaky stack, you know, the sneaky Nicole Hardman, Aaron Rodgers stack. Yikes! Big dubs Yikes for baby. the sneaky. Big dubs. All right, well, we've been on here forty-five minutes. Thanks for everybody who has tuned in. It's been a good time. I'm glad we stuck pretty much. We were going to talk, you know, kind of dynasty best ball IDP, but we kind of just stuck straight IDP. Um, we didn't really make it through, you know, every player that matters, but just so what? You know, so I, mean, I touched on my top eight defenses going into the there season. There you go. So I'm happy about um, we got we got some unit talk in. We got some player talk in. Um, yeah, guys, gals, the podcast feed will have this on probably in a day or so because I know tonight offensive points will drop on the podcast feed. 
Um, so keep it here out for this. If you, you know, you'll hear this a couple of days later and yeah, just, uh, leave us any comments, leave us, throw us, uh, throw us some uh, questions in the discord and yeah, we appreciate you. Any final words, Bill? I don't, um, the AFC is going to be very competitive this year though. I'm very excited for that, but the chiefs are the front runners by a long shot. So yeah, go get you some Kadarius, Tony. He's, he's way undervalued. Um, I'll just keep saying that all off season and people won't do it. And so be it. If you want to lose, <laughs> you can lose, but I'm going to win with Kadarius Tony and his 20 touchdowns this year on like 60 touches. Let's go, baby. All right. Jesus. He's efficient. What can we say? They put him in around the goal line. Yikes. All right. Good luck Adios y'all. We'll see you next time. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.